I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. The orange. They defend the dome in a grudge match against UNC last night. Despite being beat on the boards by 19, a 72-70 to 70 game that almost slipped through the cracks and proven to 14-8, and 8-7. Eight, eight and but did it come at a cost? We don't know. Kadari and Guerrier both left the game uh, with some kind of injury. Both came into the game with injuries. In fact, um, muscled through most of it. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you and fan feedback. Then we will let you know what we think. As Syracuse will host Clemson tomorrow at 5. Cuse will be working a three games in six days. And it's going to be a tall order for the guys in orange. Syracuse up to 60 in Ken Palm in 55th in the net. Also... This morning, if you didn't already know, NC State moved into the 75th slot in the net. So that will make that road win a quad one win at the moment. So we got to root for NC State, guys. They got to stay there. Uh, That would be extremely helpful. So, um, yes, that's good news. Lots of good news after a two-game losing streak. And, you know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Three games in six days is a feat. And I am a little worried, and we'll talk. I'm not going to get into it now, but I am a little worried about the uh, status of of the team in general. So, with that said, let's listen to Coach. Let's see what he had to say after the win. You know, I'm really proud of the fight in this team. You know, we got down early, and... uh, because we just, you know, we missed. Allen had, you know, his, you know, worst game I think he's ever had here. Um, just he couldn't buy anything. But I thought, uh, you know, Jesse, you know, he's learning, but he gave us some really good minutes. Uh, I think the difference with Kadari looking to get in the lane and then finding shooters, and we were passing the ball to shooters. And Buddy was getting open, and, you know, he can make those shots when he gets open. And, you know, we did a good job of looking for him. And then Quincy got big inside. They had a guard on him a little bit. And we didn't, they did a really good job. Marek, everybody did a really good job of getting Quincy the ball down there. Jim, uh, you had to go with Jesse in order to combat their bigs there. Could you talk a little bit about what he was able to do out there for you tonight? You know, he... You know, he's still got a lot to learn, but he got, you know, a couple rebounds. You know, one thing he does is he steals. He gets his hands in there and makes steals. Uh, You know, he was active. Uh, He grabbed the ball better at Georgia Tech. He was bobbling a lot. He grabbed it better tonight. You know, he's still not ready, but he gave us a lot tonight. And he's got a tremendous potential to be able to really help us inside. Hi, Coach. Um, we saw Kadari kind of hobble off there with about four minutes left. Just wondering if you had any kind of update on no. how he's doing. No, I have no idea. I think I think he'll be all right, but I don't know. 
Well, Quincy was unbelievable. He couldn't practice yesterday. Brad uh, Pike did a great job with him, treating since ever since the game the other night. He's been treating him right after the game when we got back here from Georgia Tech. He's been treating him. Uh, you know, I didn't think yesterday he'd play today. I really didn't. Um, but you know, he he was tremendous. Great determination on some of those plays under inside. You know, you don't usually score inside against Carolina, but he got a little guy on him, and, and he took advantage of it. It'd be nice if we had some fans here, but I guess maybe they'll think about that next year. I don't know. They might be still thinking it over by next year. I thought that's one thing Buddy did a little bit tonight. They didn't call him, but he was trying to get to the foul line, but there, was, there wasn't any calls on some of the plays, which I thought were fouls. But, you know, this was... It's a great win. Hey, Jim, I just wanted to ask on, on Jesse Edwards uh, against maybe the best front court in the ACC. Pretty, really productive night for him. Was this something you feel he was capable of earlier in the year, or did he need? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I, I didn't play him, but I thought he was ready then. I just purposely kept him out, Matt. Wait, what kind of what kind of question is that? Practice. What? He's still not ready. He's not ready, but he did. He he hung in there and battled. They out rebounded twenty rebounds. I mean, yeah, he did. He did some good things, but you know, he's got to get stronger. And you know, if he was ready early in the year, he would have been playing early in the year. We took this game out and got back in it and got the lead at halftime with the smaller lineup. That's the lineup that was effective. That got us the lead. But Jesse did some really good things and helped us. But, you know, he's still, again, like I said the other day, I didn't expect him to play this year. I didn't think he was ready. Uh, I still don't. But, you know, we need him to go in there and do what he can do. The Coach Montage is brought to us by Bet Online, the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia. I do stand corrected. I said 19 we we're out. We we're negative 19 on the board, so it's negative 20. So, my bad, Coach. Thank you for the correction. Uh, we will get into the Coach Montage right after we hear from the good folks over at Bet Online. Look, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action: the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL. They're in full swing. You got the MLB coming up. You got NASCAR. It's rolling. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. That's 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code ARMCHAIR. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. Bet online. Okay. So, uh, as it were, um, a, a, a rough game for Alan Griffin, and uh, it wasn't for a lack of effort some of the time, but four points, <clears throat> one for 10 from the field, 0 for 6 from three, just an off night. And, um, you know, when you combine that with the – rebounding deficit and you wonder how you came out on top we'll get into that but um alan's gameplay is not usually that bad like coach said worst game all year and we're not used to seeing it but um you know for what it's worth we won Mm -hmm. right yeah but 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 alan is in my bad if i'm doing good bad and ugly he's in my bad Mm. joe gerard Mm. joe gerard's in in he, he he's he's pushing the ugly He's pushing the ugly a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, some, some, yeah. some decent free throws at the end to help pull through. But, um, you know, that's going to happen with, with Allen. So, with everybody, in fact. What did you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, when you saw the rebounding, you were like, okay, how are we even still in this game, right? So, it was when you look at their huge deficit quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But they had a lot of turnovers. Uh, they had 20 turnovers to our 12 turnovers. And you saw Roy Williams just... I mean, those big men were coming in at one point like a revolving door. He was just substituting, substituting, trying to to, to make something work. When I mean, you look at it, Sharp had three turnovers. Kessler had two turnovers. Brooks had four turnovers. And Baycott had three turnovers. Uh, so the the big men, they just had, they had a rough day. And again, when you look at the team stats, 
Uh, we had 15 steals, nine blocks to their six steals, one block. Uh, we had a lot of points off their turnovers, a lot of fast break. I think we had 28 points off their 20 turnovers, and we had 24 fast break points or 20 fast break points or something like that. So that's that's old school, you know, Syracuse basketball as far as defense and, and you know turning good defense yes, in the uh, offense and, and turnovers into easy points. you know buckets. Yeah. So and obviously Buddy saved us there at one point when he got hot, um, and. I mean, yeah, it was a very, very surprising, surprising game, but it's always, it's always good to beat North Carolina for uh, sure. It, so. It's great to beat North Carolina when you live in North Carolina, especially. <laughs> but I got to be honest, man, I got a lot of North UNC fans around me. UNC, UVA, Virginia Tech, uh, Duke, they're they're all huge. Oh, yeah. where I'm at. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, my my point to Allen is is that Allen has a game like that, and you've got two guys coming into the game with some kind of injury or some kind of fatigue or whatever. Uh, you know, you you expect an Allen Griffin to step it up. He didn't. It's okay. You know, they all. You know, it's going to happen. Uh, Kadar- His shot just wasn't falling. It just wasn't. I, mean, I think there was one point early in the first half where he was letting his offense mess with his defense. Um, and he didn't hustle, and I think uh, Beheim took him out. But in the second half, I mean, he had four blocks. Yeah, he did. So in the, in the second half, he was definitely, when he got out there, he was playing defense. I mean, and, and I mean he, his, he his head was still in it. He hustles. He hustles, especially oh, yeah. in transition. And and I caught a little flag for saying Alan hustles on Twitter last night because it does seem like he doesn't always hustle. But he, in transition, boy, if he's coming after you, if he's behind you and you get, you think you got a clean layup and he's behind you, think again. Think, oh yeah, think he's again. really good at that. <laughs> yes. He's had multiple, multiple blocks like that all yeah. season. So yeah. again, as long as is he, if he's not hitting, that's okay. He might not play as much minutes. Uh, there might be a little bit more of a rotation, but uh, when you get in there, you know, make plays like that. You know, and he had a backdoor cut where he got an easy layup from Mark uh, later in the game too. So sometimes easy. your shots aren't going to fall. And even Beheim, he talked about in the, the post game presser that. He thinks that uh, Alan Griffin, when you know the days where your shots aren't falling, you got to be able to take it to the lane and try to get to to the I was, line. I was he's just going to mention a good that. free throw shooter. Yeah. Shooter, so yeah, he's an excellent free throw shooter, and yeah. you know, I mean, the team as a whole is excellent. So um, Kadari's knee, Joe. Obviously, we don't know. It didn't look great, but when you see him put ice on it, it seems more like an in the moment thing. I don't know if it had anything to do with his with what he had going on coming in, but when you see ice. Usually means it's been bumped, it's been bruised. I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, but I, I, th- I think there was some clues towards the end of that game. I mean, if you were paying attention on the sideline, uh, if there was anything serious to where he thought he tore something or there was something bad, I don't think he would have been up and moving around. No. I mean, he was walking and yeah. stuff like that at the mm-hmm. end. So um, I think, yeah, again, he thirty-one minutes. I think that's a see. I don't, I don't want. I think it's a season high for him. I don't know for sure, but um, I think it might be. Uh, Gerard again yeah. with ten. So, uh, by the way, Kadari. I mean, is it has it ever been more apparent? No, it's I mean, the, the picture's night, clear. Yeah, I was talking to my dad last night. When we were watching. I'm like, look at this. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. You know, I know Quincy was in there and everything, but look at when you have a, a capable big man. And again, Beheim says, you know, he might not be ready. He might not be ready we'll for certain team teams or certain right. players, or maybe he's just not going to be consistent. But you saw in certain times last night where that's helps us so much. Oh yeah. And then you see, and then you see Kadari out there and what he's capable of doing while he's out there. I mean, he only scored six points, probably should have had a, a couple more, missed a couple bunnies. Uh, but he played a great game. Nine assists, 10, just four, four, 10 assists, four steals. It was actually, it was actually adjusted to 10. There was one they took from buddy and gave to him. Okay. And so when you look at it, he was out there and you can see what Kadari can kind of put together with 30 plus minutes. And I just think that yesterday it was like the closest type of looking team that is like, okay, this is kind of what we should have looked like from the beginning. Right. Oh yeah. It's easy to say big man with, Oh yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, you know, now it's like, to me, it's more apparent. And I think we talked about it last time. uh, And I don't know if this is in fan feedback. So, but is there any Joe Kadari stuff? Not specifically. I mean, it's all the same stuff we've heard as far as that goes anyway, so go ahead. 
I'm just saying. I try to keep I, I, a lot of that out. I think we're. I think everybody's on the same page here with this. Well, we we talked about it last time, where I think that he was going to get the start this game. We did think right. that. We did say that, and and, and he the didn't. buy seller hold. Yeah, and, I, and mm-hmm. I I spoke about how I think it was like Bayheim's last kind of here's your chance type thing, and I think you just saw with the body language of Joe again on the bench, and you know there was some a, of the mistakes. Yeah, there was a there was a look, and I don't know how much to how much weight this, to put in on this, but I just happened to film, or not just happened, I rewound it and filmed the Jesse Edwards slam on the inbounds pass, which was awesome. And the only reason I did it is because if fans were there, the place would have the freaking that brand new roof would need to be repaired. Okay, mm-hmm. if fans were there, so that's why I threw it up on Twitter. But someone pointed out in the background, Joe, the whole bench leaps. And Joe's standing, Joe's standing, but he's he's doing one of these golf claps like this. The whole bench is going nuts. <laughs> and so, when you talk about body language, though, it says a lot. It does. It really does. So, and I um, think with the 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 the, uh, the outing that Kadari put out there, I'm sorry, but barring that this injury is going to be a problem for tomorrow, Kadari start. I would I would think so, and and we'll have to see, but. We'll, we'll talk about Amir Sims, uh, Jesse Edwards getting plenty of minutes. We'll get into that in a second. Quincy, first half, six points, one rebound. Dude finishes with six rebounds and 18 points. Just a monstrous second half. You could see it took him a little bit. He was a little cold. Once he mm-hmm. started to get warmed up, then you got to see Quincy didn't even look like anything was wrong with him. Um, towards the end of the game, yeah. obviously he had some issues there. He was... <laughs> they were dropping like flies at one point. It looked like a, yeah, they were. looked like the well, plague with, with out there. Foul outs. And yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we're we're wondering about Quincy, but a monstrous second half for him, you know. And he's going to need to play those games. When he plays like that, and we have one of our point guards that's hot, it were really hard to beat. Along with Mark doing his thing, a quiet ten points, I believe, eight, eight points. And yeah, eight, eight points, five assists, three blocks, three yeah, th- steals, three blocks, five three steals, five yeah. rebounds. So, you know, just, just doing his thing. Yeah. That's his that's his normal thing. And we talk about we talked about that last episode. Like yeah. Mark and Kodari, they do their thing, and you got Quincy and in one of the point guards going off. You're gonna have a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I just wish if they could all click together and we talk about the cohesion, what it could be. And you get glimpses of it. But man, oh man, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, well, yeah, and uh, Quincy. You saw it in the second half. It was a great uh, coaching adjustment, obviously, instructions and, and kind of using that stuff. But North Carolina, they were down points. They needed they needed points. So, um, Marek, when, when, sorry, with Jesse Edwards in there, you have Jesse Edwards and then you have Doljai. So you have the North Carolina's two centers are guarding those two. And then now you have a Quincy who's getting being guarded against a guard. And... You know, North Carolina, they made an adjustment to put a better defender in, but then it was hurting their offense. So then they put in another guard to help their offense, but then it was a huge height advantage. And that's where you saw Quincy get those easy points uh, in the second half down low. So, again, just another thing that opens up when you have a big man out there. And, and it's amazing. In, in two games in two games against North Carolina, you've got a difference in, well, what was the last game? This was, this was two points. No, 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 no. No, the score. I have it right here. Oh, we it, were, it was uh, we six. Lost by five. It was six. It's eighty-one six. seventy-five. So in two games, you got a difference of four points. Okay, we were out rebounded by thirty-six. Yeah. And at the end of the day, between two games, you have a difference in four points because NC, or NC State, UNC, they can't shoot. They they don't have an outside shooter, so they're doing a lot of inside stuff, which they which they are successful at. Well, and they but got young guards, and they turned the ball over. A they lot. turned the ball this, over a lot. Yeah, this is two straight games, right. twenty plus turnovers. Yeah, for them. Yeah, and just to be clear, too, let's just take a look at last game, just for the hell of it here. They oh, they only turned well. They turned it over seventeen times against us last time, so that also helped staying in that game too. All right. Yeah. No, uh, and going to the referee too. I'm so glad they let him play. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna I'm get into so, that. Okay. Okay. Um, that's on here. Uh, fans in the dome. This is ridiculous. We are reaching the point of like complete and utter frustration. I don't get angry on the show. I don't believe in faux anger, but this really pisses me off. The no fans in the dome thing is just something that just really pisses me off. 
I feel like it's just a power grab. I am so sick of New York State and, and the one freaking goon they got up there with all of his sexual harassment allegations and everything else and his nursing home deaths. This fool that runs that state is a piece of shit. I can't stand the guy. And if any politician's going to go to jail, it needs to be Cuomo. And I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. I think the guy is a piece of crap. And uh, I hope, he, I hope he, he reaps what he sows. Onondaga County Executive Ryan McMahon said that the delay in Syracuse University students returning to the Carrier Dome for sporting events stems from a disagreement between the school and the New York Department of Health over suitable testing procedures. Okay, this is from Syracuse.com. McMahon said that the school wants to use PCR testing, pulled collection process, and laboratory capabilities that it has built on its campus to monitor the student body that cost them a, a million dollars to build this facility. The state has not approved Syracuse's process, process and facility to perform tests for returning of fans to arenas. I think the state is struggling with Syracuse University's lab, McMahon said on Monday during a, a regularly scheduled briefing. I don't know why that protocol works for the general public and it doesn't work for basketball and lacrosse games. That's the holdup. The state needs to approve the testing program at Syracuse University. This is utter crap. That's the holdup. They don't like their testing procedures? Come on, man. This has worked for Syracuse University since, I would guess, I don't know. I'm guessing. But probably sometime in the late summer, fall. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, it has to, be, think... has to be pushing six months. Well, this is my whole thing, right? Like, even if it's general public, right? Like, even if you are worried about the general public, this is something that you you use on campus for students to be on campus, correct? Right, yeah. That's what the facility is used for right now, yes. Right. So it's okay for the state for that lab to be okay for those students. Correct. So why can't those students go to the game? Why can't they allow it? They can go to school, but they can't go to the game. So they can go to school with one another, but they can't go to the game with one another. I'm not even asking at this point for outside. uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For people outside the the general public, if that's a problem, then whatever. But you have students and faculty. By the way, Texas just opened up. Texas says next week we're done. We're done with masks. Everything's opening up. We're getting back to normal here because they're following the science. So I don't know what New York's health in whatever well, I just, place is doing like, again to me that's where it doesn't make any sense you have school i mean you have students and you have faculty that are using this to be able to be on campus but yet you're talking but about you can't go into the dome they, but they can't go into the dome yeah. makes zero sense where where there's an abundance a ridiculous amount of space an absurd amount of space empty mm-hmm. space tons of yep. it. tons of it ridiculous Matthew Gutierrez runs into the buzzsaw. Mm. <laughs> I think, I think, I, I've, I cringed a little, I cringed a little, but I think you got to expect that response. And I don't think Goody meant anything by it, but you got to know that that's coming. You do, because Coach has been questioned about his lineup and this and that all season. He's made it clear why he's doing what he's doing. He's made it clear on Jesse. Matthew Gutierrez runs into the buzzsaw, but ah. with, with that said, with, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I just feel like at this point, like, they know. You I have know. To know. Yeah, yeah, they're I do, know. I feel like they're, they're doing it for the reaction. Like, I feel like some of these guys want to be the one well, to Well, keep doing question. it because I love it. It's, oh, I love it, too. It's, po- it's, it's, it's podcast and press conference gold. Like, if you are good at your job then you can look at something and you you know what type of response based upon, at this point, who you're dealing with, okay? So it's just funny yeah. to me. Sometimes yeah. when I hear questions and I'm like, are they doing this on purpose to get a rise out of coach? Or There's one guy I think does it on purpose. Not. I don't think that was on purpose. I think that was accidental. <laughs> Anyways, Jesse, obviously <laughs> – uh, 24 minutes, that's two straight games with some heavy minutes for him with over 20 minutes. Uh, mm. Two for five, two for two from the line, which is crucial. Eight rebounds and four steals. You heard Coach talk about the steals. When he fouled out, Joe, I was like, oh, my gosh. My, I mean, you wouldn't think that when Jesse Edwards fouls out of a game that you're like, oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> but there I was. Right. There I was. Yep. 
So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you had Quincy hobbling around. Kadari just went out, and then Jesse fouls out, and you're like, oh boy. And Marek sitting in there with four, and you're like, what's what's that's the new the next shoe to drop is Marek. What's yeah? What's next? And then yeah. Joe had to come in, and he didn't. I mean, he made a bad play, and it was like oh, he made a bad play. Braswell made a bad play. Braswell should have used the timeout. Had two to burn, I believe. And he was in a bad spot and kind of just chucked a ball like the width of the court to Buddy, who did not have a chance of catching that ball. With a with <laughs> <laughs> just a panic moment for Braswell, but those mm. are those are the things that that are going to limit your minutes. He calls a timeout there and avoids that turnover because I believe that turned into four points after that. Because there was a trap down at the other end or a foul on the rebound or something, something. But anyways, it was a bad sequence for Syracuse. And with that much time, with the time dwindling like that, that's a problem. So anyways, yep. uh, anything anything else, Joe? That's it. That's all I got for the coach montage. Good. Good what? Good, that's it? Good. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. You're good. You're good. What do you yeah, think no. about, real quickly, because I just mentioned it in the open, Syracuse has a quad one win right now. That's good. Mm-hmm. And and it, it was an away game, so that's good. By the way, ironically enough, Syracuse a quad one game for UNC last night, which is crazy. You know, you don't think about that. But it's, you know, they're 60th in the net, and that puts them as a quad one game for, for opponents for Clemson, too, coming in tomorrow. So, anyways. Oh, yeah. That's that. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. Uh, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I go to Twitter. I go to Facebook. I ask you for your thoughts. You leave them. I shuffle through them. Sometimes I read them. Sometimes I just choose ones that are, you know, about a paragraph. And I'm like, this is a good sized one. No, and come I, on. We, all know. we all know the ones you're going to read. <laughs> Bro. Come on, man. I've chose. I've chose. I've been outside the box, man. I can't help but the same. The same people give me the same good stuff all the time. You know, I can't help that. Our boy Mahir. I'm sure he's in here. Let me see. He sure is. Okay. So, um, anyways, Steve on Facebook. Too bad fans. No fans allowed in. Strange game all around. Hope we see more of this Edwards version. Uh, heal up and be ready. Still need at least three more wins. Okay. We did the fans. Edwards. Let's see, Joe. You got to meet. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll, 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 we'll shelf that for the preview. Um, three more wins, Joe. If you win three more, if you go Clemson, one win in the ACC tournament, and then lose the following game in the, in the second round there, you, do you think that's enough? Clemson on the cusp of being a quad one game if they continue to win too. By the way, right? I uh, like I said, I, I don't. We don't know. It's not the same. We can't look. Everything is not the same. So again, I just try to look at what could have been or what would have been versus what a normal schedule would have been like. You know, so I still look at the schedule as it's missing six non-conference games and opportunities for wins. And it's missing two conference games. And it's missing some home games for us as well. Or did it go and, on to 11? And, yeah, so maybe it's just only four non-conference and two two conference. But either way, we should probably have, what, six more games in our schedule after Clemson, realistically? Yeah. yeah. But And that's where, I, again, I think that we, if we did have that full schedule right now with that non-conference, I think that we'd be bubble. I think people will be talking well, about. I think you're talking about uh, 17 and 9, 18 and 8 record with a non-conference. With if it was a normal season, three more to go. So I think we're right there. Where in, unless there's another game scheduled for ACC play, which there good, which there could be. But at this point, right now, Syracuse can't finish below 500 in ACC before heading mm-hmm. into the tournament. So. That's right. You got to think about that. And too, I think so net rankings is tough because, again, I think it's also a situation when you want to look at all these analytics. And when you go to the net rankings, I mean, it's, have you gone to the net rankings? Yeah, I look at them every day. Okay. So have you seen some of the ones that are like up there? Yeah. Like a couple, a couple goofy ones. You see where a Colgate is? Ones. Colgate's nine. Yeah. I think uh, Colgate's nine. 
Yeah. Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, Good Chicago. Team. But they got they have like the number one um ranked adjusted defense. Don't they? I don't care about that. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I know you don't care about that, but I'm just saying. I mean, you've got to factor in all that stuff too. And I mean I know it's two different two different things here. Now I'm curious. I want to check that. How is Colgate nine? Oh, Colgate's nine because they're eleven and one, and they didn't play a non-conference and get any losses. There you go. So that's what I'm talking about: is that you have some of these other mid-major schools that they didn't play their non-conference that usually that they go and play to try to you know bolster up their strength of schedule as well and maybe steal some wins. So, right, right. Um, are we going to do fan feedback, or are we just going to sit here and talk? Let's do it. Top fan, Jesse. On Facebook, best win of the season because we overcame Biggs, Buddy, and Q were great. I was wrong. Mark doesn't need to play 40 minutes at center because Jesse looked fantastic. Kadari was efficient, nine assists. Well, actually, 10. That was adjusted. And four steals. Wish both of them would have seen more minutes early in the year because they might have been even better. Well, look, I mean, we've talked about it. I think they're this good right now because they've gotten all these practices in. I mean, who knows? Right. I'm serious. Like, no, Edwards yeah. looked like a baby calf out there earlier in the year. We all seen it. You can't tell me that's the same player. No. So when I see ex-Syracuse players posting to groups in Facebook or what have you, questioning coaches' decisions and free this player and free that player and blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I mean – Jesse was not ready in the beginning of the year. If he, come on, no, I could I mean, look at him looked, and tell him I'm not a freaking he expert. Bad against non-conference. Yes, just n- not good. He made me nervous as hell. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you yeah, know, I mean, if but, he can play like that, yeah. But he's where he is now, and that's fine. Right. And, well, it's the ver. This is the version of we have a big man, so now we you're going to have a Gerard and a Griffin or those type of players sitting at the same time simultaneously. And this is where we talked about where we wanted to get to. If we had a solid big man and you have the obvious Dolzhai and, and, and Gary at the forwards, then everyone else, it comes down to defense. It comes down to how you're playing. And um, again, like I said, I think that coach, the coaching staff is adjusting better with figuring out what, which lineup or which rotation works for which team they're playing. And I think that, you know, and they're going with a hot hand as well. And I think that there's just a lot of adjustments they're making and they're just trying to figure it out. But as far as the Jesse Edwards thing, yeah. I mean, he's been practicing and, you know, all year trying to get better than trying to develop him. And obviously they forced a hand where they had to go in and he played good. He's and played, be- like, he played okay, better. Well, he played better. He brought against- him in. Yeah, he, he played- did it against North Carolina big men. He, he did. He played better against UNC than he did Georgia tech. And, you know, hopefully we'll see him continue to improve. He has he has got some long-ass arms. That dude can get his hands on stuff. And he might he not did. start. He might not start. But as soon as we get, start getting bullied down low, he's coming in. Yeah. And thank God. You know, a, 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 maybe a little bit too late, but it is <laughs> what it is. I mean, we talk all the time about teams hitting their stride at the right time. And... You know, I mean, Jesse's hitting his stride at the right time. You know, right. the team's another another story, but he's hitting his stride at, at the right time. So, all right, we will be right back after this to finish up with fan feedback and give you the Clemson preview. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. 
Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, bet online. You heard from him once. You're going to hear from him again. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. They cover all of the sports, all of the everything sports, okay, obviously. Award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code ARMCHAIR. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. eBay dot com slash sneakers go there whether you're looking for rare dead stock or the latest release find the exact shoe you're looking for on ebay as the original sneaker marketplace ebay is a place to go to cop a pair you've been eyeing and with ebay's authenticity guarantee a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchased before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers, $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection with other sites taking as much as 25%. That's ridiculous. 25%. You're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. That's ebay.com slash sneakers today. Thank you. ebay.com slash sneakers. All right. David, top fan. On Facebook. He says, whether they win or lose, how they win or lose, you just feel like you need to immediately down a couple shots of whiskey and take a cold shower. Look, I'm not into the cold shower thing, but I'm down with the whiskey thing. And, you know, we haven't had many cardiac cues games, especially like losing the lead like that coming down the stretch this year. And, you know, that was one that almost slipped. It almost got away from us. And Mm. you're right. It's it. They yeah. put, at some point in the game, they're going to put you through it. They're going to put us through some something that will definitely make us either turn to alcohol or a cold shower, whatever you like, whatever you prefer. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, absolutely. Uh, top fan Zach on Facebook. If Jesse Edwards doesn't play meaningful minutes these next couple of games, and Sadibi Mark both return, he's transferring, and it's frightening because he has looked so good in almost every little opportunity he gets. Jim loves Anselm and a Jack can shoot. Edwards might be odd man out or feel disrespected like Carrier Goodine. Okay. So this, this is a big what if, because when you talk about the Sidibe Mark thing, I see no indication just for me of Mark returning. I, I, I don't see it. He's talking about his time here and what it's meant to him and, I've seen a couple of those type interviews, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I. So it's hard to say. They're gonna have. They're gonna talk to the coach, right? Well, well, here's the thing, Joe. I think we get one or the other, okay? And with what with what Jesse Edwards has done, I mean, obviously he's gonna be more developed next year. Obviously, I think it's going to be something. He's gonna get bigger. I I think he plays. I think he plays more than what what Zach thinks he might, even if Sidibe returns. But we'll see. Sidibe, we don't even know if he's going to be 100%, if he'll ever be 100%. Right. He's got issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He's played good. Look, Edwards has played good enough the last two games to, to. obviously get these these minutes that he deserves. He deserves these minutes at this at this point. Um, I don't see a situation where you a guy, you don't have a a big man or a traditional center. And then you have some guy that hasn't been ready all year and he comes in and he plays the last two games the way that he has. Uh, I mean, Beheim's going to run the hot hand. Now, if he goes in there and he, you know, 
lays a hey. big turd, then he's going to take him out, right? Yeah, but, unless he lays a Cuomo. <laughs> then he's going to take him out, and then that might get him back to, you know, he'll give him some chances. But, uh, yeah, that's just right now you got to ride the hot hand, and I don't think we got to worry about that as Syracuse fans. We're, we're a different team. By the way, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, I mean, it's just. We're a different team, obviously, when you see that we have kind of a big man in there. You saw in glimpses yes. even once he became back. Yes. And, I mean, now that Jesse's played two good games, you've seen what he's done. And so I'm on board. Keep it keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, here's my philosophy. If he transfers, he transfers. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Obviously, if he does it, there was something there that, you know, it just wasn't going to work. Okay, either he doesn't want to be there or whatever the case may be. So if he transfers, transfers. You know, I'd hate to see I it, mean, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I, I mean, see, the only possible either. way would Anything's be if CDB, if huh? CDB came back, and I don't even know if we're even recruiting a center right now. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Right. Top fan Mahir on Facebook. Screw the refs. I know Lance G. I know Lance G. Loves Mahir. Uh, screw the refs, especially if he starts with screw the refs. I know Cuse did everything they could to give that game away, but my God, the refs were horrible. Cuse is now 2-10 and 10 against Carolina in the last 12 meetings, but Cuse has won two of the last three. Rest up and get those ice bags. Jeez. Yeah, rest up and get those ice bags. A tough one-day turnaround, but... The refs, man, I mean, like I said last night, talked to you at the half. I was like, I like them letting them play. But there were some egregious misses, in my opinion. Uh, there was one against Buddy towards the end of the game. It was kind of ridiculous. And there was a makeup call for it. And, you know, it's just I hate that stuff. Just call it, call what you see in the moment. You know, I, I just I don't know. But I do like nah. them. I do like them playing. I do like letting them play. But this That's team is I'm so saying. good from the free throw line, though. That when there we so many missed calls yesterday, so many. So were they missed or were they just were not being called? No, they just they just let them play, bro. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what I'm saying, and I, I really think that if you really would have had like a certain type of officiating crews there, that would have been a bad day for us. I could have been. That, you talk about Jesse games, getting if fouled that game's out. Called tight. Yeah, Jesse and Mark are both gone. Probably ten minutes earlier. So, so be careful yeah. what you wish for. Because and North Carolina is loaded with centers. They got way more ammo than we do in that They position. got more ammo, so. but obviously Baycott, the man down there, and he had three. So could have been a rough night for him too. But uh, anyway, uh, at JenBick1 on the Twitter, got the crap beat out of them on the boards in one. Worried that Kadari is hurt. Need him. Different team when he's playing. We need Quincy healthy too. Jesse played great and Braswell improving. Even had a hack down in the corner. He did. Swatted one right out of bounds. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I am. We'll reiterate this one more time. I am a little worried about the condition of these guys, but we will see. At one Kev Nash, one is at this is this is at one Kev Nash's top five. One out rebounded by twenty and still one. How? Griffin, one for 10, and still one. How? I love seeing Jesse get real minutes. Q was huge in the second half. Five. Buddy for three. What a game for him, scoring his 1,000th point in the orange. Go Q's. Yeah, I believe he's up to 1,010 points. So in the 1,000-point club for Buddy. And, you know, too bad he didn't have fans there to give him the proper send-off after he made that, <laughs> that three to go. I'm lying about that. <laughs> he made a three to go of 1,001. When they were talking about it, I'm like, all right, no, no, it'd be nice for him to get a thousand. Come on, let's get at this game against North yeah, Carolina. He needed at home, 16. You know, and and yeah. then he just blew by it. He, did, he, just, he <laughs> destroyed it. He said 16. <laughs> I'm getting freaking what, 26. 26. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, at Michael C. Bacchus, Richmond is such a difference maker. His ceiling is super high. Great minutes from Edwards. Ton of energy and needed size on the boards. Uh, Buddy does what he needs to needed, and Q gave them just enough to hold on. Um, Richmond, again, we talked about, speculated in the last show about him starting, and obviously we got off to a slow start again. I think we're at, Joe, you, you gave me the stat yesterday. We had 13 points in 13 minutes, scoring mm -hmm. at a clip of one point a minute. 
and yeah. and uh, it wasn't looking great. Uh, and fuego. Yeah, and uh, Kadari comes in immediately, starts starts you know being a difference maker, and that's just what we're used to seeing. I can't wait to be able to see it right from the start to see if it really does, if 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 if, if the myth is true. That we don't have to start in a hole like that if Quincy is at the it starts the game. Quin- Quincy or Quincy or Kadari, I'm sorry, starts the game. Shut up, yeah. Joe. You know exactly what I meant. Okay. I'm just making sure that you know the listeners. Why you understand. laugh silently like that? <laughs> You're such a douche. Golly, <laughs> at Syracuse Tan, uh, that it could have been a different season if Kadari. Played uh, thoughts on the game. They could have been a different season if Kadari played this much earlier, along with testing Edwards out earlier in the season. But I guess we will never know. Well, no, we do know. We do uh, now. Kadari, Kadari, we don't know. But I mean, we saw Edwards. He was dude. He got yanked. He got yanked a lot when he went in there. We he talked got about yanked it. against Northeastern. <laughs> so like, yeah, don't, wanna, don't give me the free, free Jesse. Like, this is what he was all year. No. Practice makes perfect, right? Yes. Like you said, as the season goes along and you're playing games and you're like, oh, wow, I'm playing against this guy that's four years older than me and just dominating. Like, And then you see the speed and then you go to practice and then you figure the game out and it starts to slow down. Like those, Sometimes things just click. So you can't just say, oh, if we did this in the beginning of the year, we could already – like in the beginning of the year, Kadari isn't who he is right now based upon no. the experiences well, well, and his, the practices and the games that he's played. We don't know Kadari's – we don't know Kadari's ceiling yet in my opinion. Hell no. So he's – We know his – we know his floor. We do. His floor is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty decent With so no far this jumper, year. Yeah. His floor is pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So doing the things that don't make the statue, which is the stuff I love. That's the grit. That's the gr- that's the grimy stuff. That's the determination. That's the effort. That's all the things that you need that guy on your team. And we have two of them. He's so unselfish. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Ten He's assists. He's so unselfish. By the way, the assisted, I don't know if I mentioned the assist. The assist, the um, 18 assists on 27 buckets is pretty good for SU this year. Yeah. So so pretty yeah. good. I you know I didn't really think it was that much until I checked it out. But anyways, at baptized by fire, seven good win for an average team. Great to see Edwards play really well. Everybody's very happy about that. I think we can all concur um, that we all love to see Edwards succeed out there. We almost crapped our pants when he fouled out. Yes, yes. Proves how well he played tonight. Looks like Richmond earned point guard one if he isn't hurt too bad. So yeah. Uh, Dom, we will see, and I think it'll be um, Clemson if 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 it's going to be, it's probably be at Clemson, obviously. So we'll just have to see. And you got to have them healthy. That's the other thing. At yep. Ebola underscore O, you need anything to say on that? No. Okay. Buddy needs to shoot twenty times a game. Yes, dude. You, you, you got to hand it to this kid. He's pulled us out of some big ones, man. I know everybody played a part in this to some extent, except for Allen. <laughs> uh, no offense. No offense. Just had a rough game. But even Joe hit some foul shots he needed to. But, um, you know, 9 for 20 for Buddy. 6 for 13 from 3. Now, I'm okay with him taking 13. He's making 6 of them. You know, I mean, yeah. I no, mean, that's perfectly fine, but they have to be good shots. They do have to be we good have, shots, but I think he's been, getting better with that. He's not forcing them up as much as he used to. Well, no. And, but, but again, that also comes down to the defense that you're playing against too. True that. So, you know, uh, he had success earlier in the season. We were playing against North Carolina and there's, uh, you know, the, the guards, again, when we go big, that kind of that's that's the trickle down effect. When we have that center in there, okay, now you have a center that guards Jesse Edwards and the next guy guards Doljai, which means Gary A is guarding. If you have a team that goes three guards or somebody, he's guarding someone his height versus a power forward, which then you turn around and now Buddy's playing the two guard at 6'5, six, 6'6. Six, six, right. Which means he has a two or three inch difference. So now he can shoot over his defenders versus, you and know, they, they can open. put their three, they can put their three. They're number three uh, guard slash forward that's like six 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 seven that can actually guard him. So it depends on the defense that he sees because there are times where teams just don't let him get open at all. And those are just the really good defensive teams that know that we can't let Buddy Beheim shoot. So I don't want him shooting 20 shots when he's getting guarded like that against, a, you know, a really, really good defender. And he's taking bad th- shots. But I don't think he will. 
I think he's. I think he's been. His shot selection has improved. Mm-hmm. Joe's on the other hand, that's another story. Let's do this. Let's rip through these real quick, and we'll and we'll, and we'll move on. Top fan Robert on the Facebook. Well, first, that's a much needed win. Got some muscle and weight in Edwards, and he's going to be special. Second, give Buddy the ball. Give Buddy effing Bayheim the ball as much as possible. Third, pray that Richmond and Gary are heal up. And four, we ain't done yet. That's right. Nate, Facebook a much-needed win against a quality team. Probably won't get into the tournament, but a big confidence booster for the program. Obviously not going to get in the tournament just based on this one game, even with the NC State game and the Virginia Tech game. Not going to, obviously. Got to do more. But it is a confidence booster. And uh, we're going to see how it plays out, man. The season is wrapping up. It's going to come down to, to, you know, the ACC tournament. Regardless, win, win or lose, it's going to come down to the ACC tournament. So we will see. Oh, yeah. The 15-5, and 5-9 five, five and nine Clemson Tigers will tip off in the dome, in the empty dome, mind you, against Syracuse mm. tomorrow night at 5, 5 p.m. Everybody get ready for that. Clemson is currently on a five-game win streak. Included in those five games is the last matchup between Syracuse and Clemson on February 6th. Syracuse lost 78-61 to 61 on the road. It was ugly. Gerard had 19 points in that game. The all-time series with Clemson currently sits at 7-4 and four in favor of the Tigers. Clemson is still led by 6'8 senior Amir Sims. He's averaging 14 points and six rebounds a game. He leads his team in both of those categories along with assists and blocks. He's the only player on the team averaging double digits in points per game. Clemson, as a team, they're only averaging about 65 points a game. But if you remember the game that we played, obviously Clemson's uh, strength is their defense. That was the problem. Ken Palm has them ranked 11th in adjusted defense. Clemson currently, I believe I saw them at 30, or 38th in Ken Palm and 33rd in the net. That's three pot, spots shy of making this a quad one game. Instead, it'll be a quad two. Two game at home. Joe, in the loss earlier this year, Buddy and Quincy, they, they were pretty much shut down. That allowed Joe, like I said, to score a game high 19. But for this one, we don't know what we look like, the dynamics of that. Hopefully everybody's healthy. Uh, we need to click. If it's going to click, it needs to start clicking tomorrow. We need all hands on deck for this game. Uh, this would be a huge uh, win for Syracuse going into the ACC tournament. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this this team last time handled us like handled us seventeen more rebounds than us, and they had a lot of guys in there that I mean, they went ten deep. I think they had something like what was that nine players that played at least thirteen minutes. So uh, they substitute, they play in your face defense, like you said, uh, and this is going to be a tough one. Uh, the good thing is that. Now we have a little bit of a different look than the last time that we saw them, and they're not that tall of a team. I mean, they got a couple of six ten well, guys that Sim, come off the Sims bench. Sims is what six nine. Yeah, so six. You know, Sims is he's a beast because he's six he nine two forty. He's two forty five. Yeah. Oh, he's like, he's built like a brick. He's house, no doubt. Yeah, so six eight six nine two forty five. I mean, he's solid. So. Um, and he can score from all over the floor. And he had a double-double last time we played. He had 18 points, 11 rebounds in the Clyde Trap as well. Uh, two guys that had the most minutes. He had 11 assists, if you remember, and uh, eight rebounds as a certain point guard. So, um, again, can't get out-rebound by a team that's smaller than us. And uh, last time, if I remember, it more or less, it was just um, Bayheim got locked up. Quincy didn't play great at all. And obviously their defense had something to do with that. Um but it was the all the it was effort. This was the game when I remember I watched, and it just did not look like we wanted to be there. It didn't look it just, the energy was bad. Um, they shot ten to twenty three from the three point line. They were passing the ball around, getting shots, just wide open shots, and um, that just can't happen. Obviously, so hopefully it's the team that we saw yesterday because I don't think it really took that long for them to get fired up and, and kind of get in the game. Um. But that's what we have to do because that's what Clemson did last time. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we went we went into the half against Clemson, losing thirty nine to nineteen. I, I remember it was now, bad. I didn't remember the exact score, but I remember it was bad. Yeah, yeah, we were down twenty going into the half, thirty nine nineteen. We didn't even have twenty points. Didn't even have a point a minute. Now we came out, we came out, and we ended up, you know, outscoring them in the second half, forty two to thirty nine. But uh, obviously, 
is something with some worrisome things because uh, we saw Quincy hobbling around and how much better is he going to be? Um, we saw Kadari. Is he going to be all right? And then it's only off a of one day arrest. So, uh, and then you have a Clemson team that goes so deep and pressures you and just puts it on you. So, uh, stay f- they stay fresh to say the least. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough. And, uh, they obviously have a couple more, they're on a winning streak and they haven't played since what, February 27th. So yeah, what's they that? Had a Saturday? Couple, they had a couple postponed games. Yeah. They played Miami, there. I think on Saturday. So they haven't played since Saturday. So they got a couple of days rest. Um, and again, like I said, they're in your face. They're tough. They're not. They're relentless. They're not. I mean, we 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 got to play a, a clean game. And I just hope that Kadari is fresh. He's good. And they, Jesse they've, can. They've only played six games in a month. In exactly a month, they've only played six games. Hmm. They they had two postponed hmm. games in between there: Notre Dame and Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm, they're they're going to come out. They're going to obviously have energy. Five they knew, they, they, they they beat us a certain way last time, but again, I, I don't know if Amir. I think hopefully I, when I, when I when I watched Georgia Tech and Jesse Edwards came in, I liked how he kind of played against Moses Wright. Uh, he kind of stopped him a little bit for a little while and neutralized him. And I just hope that he can kind of have the same effects. And again, like I said, it's a new wrinkle that Clemson hasn't seen. And as long as Kadari's good to go and he can put up, you know, 30 minutes like he did before, then it's going to be a different type of team that Clemson's going to see. So just hopefully they don't shoot as well from the three that they did last time. And I mean, I like our chances. We need to know that this is just kind of a must win game. Yeah. 10 for 23 think, last time. I think if we win, I think if we win this game, then we're right back in the bubble talk. Yeah, bubble talk from bubble talk, whatever. Just go out. But and I, 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 like I, I think said, we're I in bubble that. talk still. I just, you know, to what extent, right? So, and I don't right. care what Joe Lenardi says. I don't even pay attention to him. Nice guy. Don't care. Like I said, Sorry. this year's going to be different. Yeah. So no one can really say anything. And I know that our our record's good enough to at least be talked about. Right. So. All right. Well, you know what time it is, Joe. It's time to revisit. First of all. The predictions from last game, I had 78-74 Syracuse. You had 74-66 Syracuse. We both had them winning. Well, my spread was closer, but your score for Syracuse was off by two. So I don't know, man. Is this a push? What do we do with this? Nah, I'll, I'll, look, I'm a good sport, so I'll, I'll, I'll call it a push. Okay, it's a push. I think that's fair. Push. I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, now – oh, by the way, I, w- I would be – I would it would not not be I would be remiss if I forgot to mention that Tony guessed the score on the Cuse Militia Podcast Facebook page when I asked for predictions like I do every game. At least I try to. Yeah. Depends on what I got going on at work or whatever. But he had he had seventy two to seventy one Syracuse. Ooh. So very good. Wow. He wins. He wins. Yeah, you know, he. It's not perfect, but he wins. Yeah, very good, very good. So it is that time again, and that time is, I believe, I went. Did you? Who went first last time? I did. You did. So it's your turn to go first. It is that time again, Joe. Give your prediction. I don't need some big, long, drawn-out spiel about this, that, and the other. You know, give me the basics. Give me the score, and we'll move on. Uh, seventy sixty three, Syracuse. Seventy sixty three. You got nothing other than that. I, I just think that Cle- I don't think Clemson's going to shoot as well, and I think that Jesse Edwards. Uh, and this is this is barring obviously the fact that Kadari's healthy, and he's going to play starter minutes, and Jesse's obviously going to play so and Quincy as well so as long as it's kind of like the same kind of setup the other night and everyone's good to go then I think that Jesse Edwards comes in neutralizes the the rebounding difference in uh, second chance opportunity points difference and um, with Kadari in there we get more points off turnovers and more points as far as fast break points uh, so I think that um, that's really what it comes down to okay so I don't always like going second because that screws my score up. It screws my train of thought up too. 
But I don't have huge warm and fuzzies about this game because of how good they are, how they handled us last time. I just don't think the matchup is great. But to Joe's point, the dynamics have changed. And assuming that Kadari is in, and, I mean, if Buddy stays hot, I'm sure they're going to be all over Buddy. Joe's going to need to do mm-hmm. something this game, and Alan mm-hmm. Griffin's going to need to do something this game. So assuming everybody's healthy, and we had, we had, we had Jesse Edwards sprinkle him in there, and, you know, we'll see who starts. But I'm going to say 68-64 Syracuse. So okay. that's – that's what I got. Yeah. I think it's going to be close. And well, I think Quinn, I think Quincy has to have a big game too because that's one of those things where if you have a situation where your two bigs are guarding Quincy and, and Marek, then you can pick between, you know, a Joe and a a Buddy and a, and a Alan Griffin and figure out who do you want to put your best defender on out of three guards. Now, if you go big, that messes everything up for the other team. So the way they defended us last time, when we go big, it's going to be completely different because, again, trickle-down effect. If Edwards comes in, Mark's going to be going against a 6-5 – or sorry, not Mark. Quincy's going to be going against a 6-5 guard. So that's a completely different mismatch. Right. Well, yeah. And now, now Brunel has to figure out what he's going to do, make substitutions to his normal rotation, and then go a little bit bigger, which now that's kind of minimizing who you can have in there – as a two guard to face buddy because now he's six, five, six, six. So, and then Kadari's six, six. So when you play that match, when you play that lineup, it completely just messes with matchups and we have enough talent on the offensive end to figure out who the matchups are. By the way, but too, it just kind of leaves, it kind of leaves Joe and Alan Griffin kind of off in the, the distance a little bit. Yeah. That's all. Uh, another thing to just, just to, take note of is that in the past five games, like I said, they've played five games in a month and all, but they're all wins, but all, but one of them was at home. So they haven't been on the road that much. They've been chilling. They've been chilling. So, uh, they, Mm -hmm. they were home from actually, they were home from February 2nd to February 24th, a solid three weeks. So, it's home, yeah. chilling. And where they traveled? They went to Wake Forest, so they went up north. What? I don't know, 100, 150 From miles. South Carolina or something. to North Carolina. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, just just to just to mention that I just kind of saw it out of the corner of my eye here. So, anyways, that is all for us. I want to thank everybody who hung out with us for this whole episode. We appreciate all of you who participated in fan feedback. We love you guys so much. Yes. Appreciate the listenership. Appreciate the fandom. And uh, thank you. Bet online, eBay sneakers. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.